This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's John DeShazer. Welcome to the Black and Blue Report. It is Wednesday, November 2nd here on NewOrleansSaints.com. Check us out every day with the podcast except on weekends unless we're doing the best of, in which case you can catch us uh, a lot of times here on uh, NewOrleansSaints.com. But it is Wednesday. That means it's a Wesley Wednesday, so we get uh, New Orleans Pelicans uh, color analyst from TV, David Wesley, and he's going to be checking in with Daniel Salerson, who happens to be in Memphis with the basketball team. I know Daniel is usually in the producer's chair uh, for the Black and Blue Report, but today we've got Fred Ruckert. Uh, He's sitting in for Daniel. I'm sitting in. John DeShazer, I'm sitting in for Sean Kelly. So um, we've got the A team in, and we'll let the B team do whatever it is they're doing. Uh, well, I take that back. We know Sean's taking care of some personal business with his family, so and our wishes and prayers obviously extend to him as they have during these past few days. Uh, Kel, looking forward to getting you back in, uh, here where you belong. Uh, but for right now, we will handle this bit of business. And, uh, again, we mentioned it's a Wesley Wednesday uh, and unfortunately for the Pelicans, that means they're playing in Memphis tonight and going in 0-4. Uh, a home loss last night to Milwaukee, 117-113. to And uh, we've seen a few signs of strain uh, from what I read last night uh, post-game from Anthony Davis. Unfortunately, um, AD, another stellar game. Uh, what do you expect from him? 35 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. Uh, he made a career-high 17 foul shots in 18 attempts last night against the Bucks. Uh, he has scored 147 points in the first four games. However, in doing so, uh, he has entered the NBA record books because no NBA player in history has scored that many points in his first four games, and his team has not won one of those games. So that's a mark the Pelicans want to get rid of tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies, and hopefully uh, they can do so. And it's always difficult playing the Grizzlies in Memphis because they play that bully ball with Mark Gasol at center and Zach Randolph at power forward. And if Tony Tony Allen is healthy at shooting guard, then they can be an extremely physical team and push you around. And look, let's be honest, that has been – uh, kryptonite for the Pelicans so far this season. They were outscored 58-38 to 38 in paint points last night against Milwaukee. Uh, in the season opener against Denver, they were out-rebounded 58-34. to 34. So, you know, the interior has been leaky for the Pels, to say the least. Um, last night against Milwaukee, they scored sufficiently, scored 113. But the defensive lapses, you know, and the paint points allowed are what really did them in against the Bucks, so hopefully those are some areas that can be shored up and tightened up and cleaned up and everything else up. Uh, also joining us today, Mike Triplett, ESPN.com writer for the Saints. Um, Mike joins us periodically. He's a friend of the program, and he'll talk Saints and San Francisco, and he'll also talk a little Saints and Cubs because uh, Mike is a guy who is an Iowa native, so the Cubs are his team. And uh, Mike will be joining us to offer a little bit of wisdom and uh, helping us out here. And speaking of the Cubs, uh, Game 7 of the World Series tonight. Uh, Cubs pulled it out in Cleveland last night and extended to Game 7. And they always say there's nothing better in the world than a Game 7 of a playoff series. Well, Game 7 of the World Series. How about that, folks? Uh, I would love to be, 
you know, be in the uh, in the offices of Major League Baseball right now. They got to be throwing confetti around. They get Game Seven. They get the Cubs and and the Cleveland Indians uh, in prime time. And you talk about a ratings bonanza. Uh, my goodness. And then you talk about the historical perspective for both of those uh, baseball franchises. So, you know, a great night in sports, really. No matter who's playing, I'm, there, there will be NBA games, obviously, um, NHL games. Um, who cares what else is being played tonight, to be honest, because you're talking about Game 7 of the World Series, and that's where the center of the universe will be in Cleveland, all eyeballs mostly on that game, so it'll be something to see. And, uh, you know, hey, good luck to both squads. Uh, be nice to see, and I'll be watching, I'm sure, uh, even though I'm not a, a you know dyed-in-the-wool uh, baseball fan, but I'll be watching this one because I like to see uh, history made one way or the other. So, you know, we're going to pack uh, hopefully 10 pounds into this five-pound bag of show and uh, get, get with it here. So we'll be back in a moment after this break. Win the night for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is this Friday, November 4th against the Phoenix Suns. For more information and to plan your next winning night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. He has as many Twitter followers as Justin Bieber. It's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Well, every Wednesday here on the Black and Blue Report, we have David Wesley join us for the Wesley Wednesday. And Daniel Salerson is with David in Memphis. And here's Daniel with David to follow a report. Well, we continue on this Wednesday. Of course, it's a Wesley Wednesday, but this is my first one on location from the Westin in downtown Memphis, right across from the FedEx Forum. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans joins me now. Hello, David. Hello, Daniel. We, we, we usually do these in the hotel lobby, and I just want to welcome, to the, welcome you to the tradition of doing the Wesley Wednesday in the hotel lobby 
having a good time. I'm, I'm honored because I always get jealous of all these locations that you and Sean are at and different things, and now I get to do one. So under different circumstances, but always a pleasure having you on, David. And unfortunately, last night, the Pelicans, um, not a rough game, I would say, but dropping to 0-4, the frustration um, starts to boil a little bit for this Pelicans team as Anthony Davis, another great game, 35 points, 15 rebounds, but you're 0-4 with a guy like AD who's averaging almost 40 points a game. Yeah, it's it's um, it's tough, um, and and hopefully AD as well as these players can look at last night's game and start finding some of the positives. Uh, more guys got involved. I want to say there were five guys in double figures last night, which is a positive. So people seem to be getting more comfortable out there doing their jobs, doing what they need to do to win. Um, Buddy healed. I thought finally found his stroke, looked like, looked like he got some bounce back last night. Solomon Hill, another one that seemed to kind of get it going. So those are the positives that offensively scoring 112 points, shooting, is that 42%? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're trending up when it comes to offense. Now, defensive stuff and all that kind of stuff, that's a whole other story. And that's probably a disappointment for the for the coaches because I hear Alvin when the team's coming off in a timeout, he, game plan discipline, game plan discipline. That's one of my keys for tonight. Game plan discipline. They got to be smart. They got to do things the right way. They they have a small margin for for error. Yeah, and it's funny you mention it because I feel like the first three games it was offense had no rhythm, defense played pretty decent. But last night it was. You finally had some balance. You had some support from AD, but defensively there is a lot of miscommunication, a lot of you know guys going to the hoop easily, just lack of I guess lack of discipline as you say on defense. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's been you know, and and this is the this is the hard thing about basketball sometimes is is sometimes it's not the same guy. It's every guy chipping in, and when you make five, six, seven mistakes in a row, and it could be all different guys, they build up, and all of a sudden you're in a hole ten points. Three in three games this year, they've given up 60 points in the first half, or one was 59. So it, that's difficult. And every game this year, they've been down either right at 9, 10, 11, 12 points at halftime. So they're constantly playing from behind. So it, it's one of those things that they have to correct and they have to be in tune, locked in every single night if they're going to give themselves a chance to win. You've been in this league a long time. You've been on some good teams. You've been on some bad teams. When you get to a point where you're 0-4 to start a season, especially a team that started off 0-6, does that pressure start to mount on you at least just to get that first win? It, it you know, somewhat pressure but more frustration. Um, you, you know, you're you're going out there. You're, you're playing hard. You, you're, you're trying to get it. You want to win. Everybody knows that it's no fun to lose. These guys are giving the effort to win. Um and a team that's trying to come together, figure some things out. 0-5, you know, the frustration starts building. You start, if you're not careful, especially with a young team, they start looking over the shoulder, looking at other guys. You know, guys start clinging and getting in groups, and that's what you don't want to do. When you work this hard and you prepare this long, you want to be able to have some sign of success. You need some feedback. Yeah, we played well. We won because of it. That's how we build on. 
Listening to the locker room sound yesterday, Solomon Hill was sort of preaching patience uh, from this team, guys in different roles, guys that probably haven't had a big role like this in a very long time or at all, guys like Etuan Moore, even Solomon Hill like that. Anthony Davis kind of said, we need to figure this out, we need to figure this out fast. Is there a balance of, well, we need to be patient with this team, but also at the same time, you get too patient and the record could slowly slip away? Well, and and I, I think they're both right. The patience is, yes, we, we have to be patient. We're coming together. We're a new group. And and that's a nice, mature sound of, of sound of voice coming to the locker room. But, like Anthony Davis says, each time we lose a game, we're digging a bigger hole. We need to bring it. Anthony Davis has been here now his fifth season. He, ha- he has a small taste of success. One year in the playoffs – not a great showing, but been there. Since then, it's been losing season after losing season after losing season, and he wants to get to another level, and I'm sure his patience is running thin. I want to go to Buddy Hill because it was technically his best game of the, of the year with 10 points last night. Still struggled from the field, but was able to finally hit a three-pointer, his first one of the year. We expected growing pains. Um, what have you seen so far from Buddy? Is it just... Is his confidence a little bit down? Just he's had a couple rough games, so he's afraid to shoot. What have you noticed from Buddy through four games? Just knowing where his spots are, um, you know, and and when you, as a shooter, your lottery pick, you come in, you kind of feel a little bit of that pressure. I have to go out here and do something. He's trying, but, you know, once that confidence starts getting a little shaky, it's hard to get it back, and you can see that once he hit one, the long two, you could kind of see him, all right, I'm searching the next one. He missed the next one, then he made his first three. So hopefully that's, a, that's something that's kind of given him some, some confidence that, to go out there and just, just be patient. I mean, he's shooting it, but you could see some of those were non-confident, if that's a word, shots that, that had no chance. So, um, and he's going to do that. He's going to be up and down, up and down. Alvin talked about it. Anybody who watches basketball knows rookies are going to struggle at some point. Um, but hopefully once he gets his rhythm, and I, and I think at some point he'll probably end up in the starting lineup, he'll be around better. Uh, he'll be around guys that, that have been there, done that, and the game tends to flow a little bit different. Yeah, I think Drew coming back would also help because then you have Tim Frazier – coming off the bench now can kind of help facilitate things with Buddy. Let's talk about tonight's matchup with the Grizzlies. Uh, Alvin decided to change the lineup last night against Milwaukee. A longer team throwing Dante Cunningham in there at the 4, AD at the 5. Now tonight you face a bigger team with Marcus Gasol, Zach Randolph. I don't think Parsons is going to play, but do you, do you see maybe another lineup change with going back to Oshik here? It's a t- pretty tough matchup with two big guys down low. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Zach Randolph is coming off the bench, but I'm sure he's coming off the bench fairly quick. Uh, Marcus Gasol is a big body, uh, very skilled big man. Uh, definitely you don't want AD on him all night. So I think you'll see a lot of Asik, a lot of Agenda tonight to match up with Marcus Gasol. Uh, he's a great center. You know, you know, I love to watch him play. I love his skill. Uh, and it's going to be another tough matchup. So what are some keys for tonight? You have both teams that are coming off a of back-to-back. Memphis probably got in later than New Orleans because they were in Minnesota, and they got thumped on Minnesota's opening night. I believe they didn't even play Pat Marcus. I don't know if he even made the one-game trip. But what are some keys tonight that the Pelicans can hopefully get their first win? 
Well, again, game plan discipline is is my number one key. Uh, it's something that I heard, and, and uh, you know, even talking after the game, something I heard again. So, um, on both ends of the floor, you don't want to make silly mistakes. Uh, this team has to defend better uh, and get off to a faster start, especially defensively. Get stops early. Hopefully, last night's game has given some guys some confidence to where they'll hit some shots. And Anthony Davis, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, his frustration, you don't want it to turn out that he's not going out there giving, uh, you know, everything he can. This is, a, this is another back-to-back. He came out with two monster games, hit the back-to-back, and he was out of the game early. I think no starter played. I think he was the only starter that even played any minutes, and he only played three in the fourth. So the game was over early. Stay in it, stay in it, stay in it. Both teams on back-to-back, it's a chance. I'm just tired of seeing records that AD is breaking for a team that has not won a game. There's so many stats that AD is broken with most points and an own four starting all. I think we need to change that tonight. Well, if you can understand, if you if you think about our frustration, you can only imagine his frustration because he knows what he's doing and he knows he's out there getting it done. Uh, and and the frustration you can see it on his face, you can see it in his walk. It, it's not one of happiness. Well, hopefully the uh, losing streak ends tonight, and if so, I'm going to petition Alvin Gentry and Del Dem to let me back on some more trips. Sound good? Hey, that sounds like a plan. I, I think you should do that. You do, should do that anyway. I will. David, I appreciate the time here, and uh, we'll talk to you tonight. Yep, thanks a lot. All right. We'll continue right after this. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here on NewOrleansSaints.com. We're joined now by Mike Triplett, uh, ESPN.com Saints writer, and uh, a guy I can personally call a friend. We worked together at the Times-Picayune. And uh, I have known Mike for a few years. So, Mike, before we go, go into the, the real stuff, we'll go into the frivolousness of, uh, of baseball because we know you're a big oh, Cubs guy. Oh, <laughs> so, you're buttering me up. So how are you, how are you handling this? Mike, Mike is a Cubs guy for all of those who don't know. Mike is a big Cubs guy. So how are you handling this? Well, look, let's, let's, spin, it, uh, let's spin it forward uh, to the, the Saints here. Like Drew Brees, I chose to be annoyingly optimistic when they were down 3-1, to one, and I talked myself into it. I said, you know, they win game five, and Cleveland starts to feel the pressure, and sure enough, 
Guns a blazing game six. This this is the Cubs have gotten back to five hundred. Now they can win it all. That's inspiration for Saints fans everywhere. I tell you what, I am I am at this point a little bit embarrassed to say that I'm not a huge baseball fan. Not not the way I used to be when I was younger. So I I don't have a good feel for anything until the postseason rolls around, and by then it's too late for me to jump on somebody's bandwagon because that would just be blatantly jumping on a bandwagon. But jump, if I jumped jump on, aboard. we got plenty. Of I was about now. to say if I jumped on one, it would probably be the Cubs just for historical purposes. So you know, just to let you know, if I had one to jump on, it'd probably be the Cubs. Good so, to know. <laughs> so now, now Welcome we move aboard. on. We transition on to the to the real stuff, which is the Saints and and um, you know, Saints have won three out of four. They're three and four now this season um, in an NFC South division that appears to be for the taking for just about anybody who wants it. It seems um, weekly. Uh, Atlanta, I think, is now five and three, but the Saints trailing one game in the loss column. Now they lost the head to head. They still have to make that up. But you know, if you're looking at the loss column this early in the season, they're right. Uh, in the thick of it and you know a big win against Seattle is that of not transformational what's the word I'm looking for is that a season turner kind of win for the Saints to have beaten Seattle here uh, last Sunday in the Superdome it has that potential it could be I could see us writing about that five six weeks from now about that's when it all turned around but I also still see Denver on the schedule in two weeks and, and a trip to Carolina on a Thursday night, four days later, uh, that's a big hump. They're going to have to at least go 500 in, I think. My concern with the Saints is not that they couldn't beat Seattle. I I have said this about the Saints even the last two years, that they can beat anybody. I mean, that awful 14 season, uh, they crushed Green Bay on a Monday night. They went into Pittsburgh and beat them. And um, You know, last year they had some big wins, and – consistency has been their killer. They, you know, they lose games they shouldn't. Uh, they make too many mistakes in close games. So I don't know that beating Seattle proved any kind of consistency yet. That's what we're going to have to see from this team because, you know, Atlanta might not run away with this division, but you still think the Saints probably need to win 10 games to make sure they're in the playoffs, nine at the very least. And to get there, uh, what are they? Three and four right now. They'd have to go seven and two to get to ten and six. So yeah. I think we're looking at an above five hundred team. But are we looking at a seven and two team? That that's what remains to be seen. Yeah, exactly. Now, now you hear Zach Street, the the right tackle, the veteran um, who's been here since two thousand six, and you hear Drew Brees, uh, the quarterback who's been here since two thousand six, and both of them, you know, are in harmony, pretty much saying. We have, from time to time, become the team that we used to laugh yeah. about or the team that we used to beat, the team that we could depend on to, to implode and lose games. Do you think that's happening to the Saints, that inconsistency and that, I guess, ability to, to not be able to close out? Do you think that has anything to do with the roster turnover and the youth? Because, you know, look, every team in the NFL turns over and every team in the NFL yeah. has to get younger and cheaper and by some means. Do you think that's having an effect, I guess, on the field from that regard? Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because, yeah, I've heard them talk about that too, and I think it's actually – I know somebody attributed that to Jimmy Johnson at one point, um, but chances are since they talk about it in the same platform, it came from Bill Parcells at some point, but that, yeah, that you can rule out about 20 teams in a league because they're going to they're gonna take themselves out of the mix. And the Saints were absolutely, you know, Sean Payton would call them that team in 2014, where I think they were having locker room implosion, culture problems, uh, guys fighting with each other in the locker room. That kind of stuff was taking them out of the mix. 
the last two years, I think they have, you know, rededicated, refocused from the coaching staff on down uh, and, and built a, a, the right kind of players, as they keep saying. And I, I believe that. Uh, and so th- we have already seen they didn't implode. If they were going to implode, how about an 0-3 start? That would have been the time to implode, and they didn't. Uh, they kept they kept the faith. They uh, they kept working hard, and, and look where it's gotten them. But you're right. that The one thing that might make them a that team is is how young they are, how inexperienced they are, you know, just a lack of talent in certain areas. But the talent is actually upgrading. Teron Armstead, he's, you know, playing with who, whatever is hanging off of his uh, his knee. It doesn't matter. He seems to still play great. So he's back in the mix. And now Delvin Bro and Shelton Rankin's coming back. The talent over this second half of the season is going to be upgraded too. So they've got a chance to, to really contend here, but but they do have some talent limitations, especially on defense. You know, before we move on to this Sunday's opponent, I've got to ask your opinion on the rookie receiver, Michael Thomas. I mean, he seems to be the talk of, of anything you talk about with the Saints. Now you have to notice exactly what this kid is doing. I mean, they, I guess maybe you don't want to draw comparisons to anybody, but you know, I guess just try to put his first – you know, six, seven games into perspective from a guy who's been around the Saints for quite some time and seen a lot of things happen around here? Well, if you want to draw a comparison, you obviously think of Marcus Colston. And I remember Keyshawn Johnson, who is Thomas's uncle, uh, saying this summer after he was drafted, he kept calling him a bigger, faster Marcus Colston when I interviewed Keyshawn Johnson. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that's so sacrilegious around here. Do you realize saying that is, uh, is going sh- you know, to shine you in an unfavorable <laughs> light with Saints fans? I was thinking in my head. But boy, oh boy, bigger, faster Colston might, might be the truth. Michael Thomas is one of these guys. Brandon Cooks made me feel the same way. You know the Saints like to spread the ball around. You know, uh, you know all three of these guys are on pace for 1,000 yards right now, Cooks, Snead, and Michael Thomas. That's what the Saints do. That's what they've always done. And I think Colston could have been a, a multi-Pro Bowl receiver in a different offense where he was getting 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns every year in, in a different kind of offense. But Thomas does make me think, you know, not necessarily Julio Jones and A.J. Green, but, boy, this guy really could be one of those 12, 1,300 yards, 12, 13 touchdowns a year kind of guys, not just a piece of the equation. He looks like he has that kind of talent. Uh, so I think they got themselves a very special player. Yeah, he he seems to be the real deal. He seems to get it even at a young age. N- now moving on to Sunday's game, uh, San Francisco. I don't know if a lot of people know, but Mike used to cover the 49ers uh, back in his heyday or back in his youth. Maybe I should say <laughs> back in his in youth. Heyday. Yeah, he's still in his heyday. So back in his youth, he's just a more veteran <laughs> heyday now. <laughs> but the Niners seem to have, have I don't want to – I hate to say a franchise has come apart somewhat, but – they certainly aren't the uh, the Niners, you know that your that your grandfather and your dad knew. Um, so the Saints are are the Saints catching them at a right time, even though San Francisco's coming off a bye. Well, you know what's funny is not only are they not the Forty uh, Niners uh, that your grandfather and your dad knew. I I wrote about this this morning. They they were the team for the Saints just three or four years ago that Seattle represented last week. They were the team that the Saints had to prove they could get past. The class of the NFC, the physical defense that made you ground ground and pound, and uh, you know they obviously knocked them out of the playoffs in 2011, which I think was the best Saints team of all time, and then uh, beat them again at home in 2012 in, in New Orleans, and then finally in 2013 the Saints were able to outlast them. And now that seems like 
a, a world ago. Like, uh, yeah, the 49ers with six straight losses, one in six right now, beating themselves there. That team we were talking about earlier in this conversation, worst rushing defense in the league, really depleted of talent. Um, so it's, it's, look, it's a game the Saints have to win. If they're, if they're going to find consistency, if they're going to find momentum, even though it is a San Francisco team coming off a bye, it's a long trip across the country, and the, there's a lot more parity in the league than we think any, any given Sunday and all that. It, it's one the Saints better pounce on them and, and keep them down. Okay, and we're going to get you out of here on this one. Um, they don't stop the run. And the Saints have not been a team that has run it extremely well this season, but against Seattle and specifically Tim Hightower, seems like they might have found something and might, you know, maybe that's the route they might take against San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I always think Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael are going to be smart when it comes to game planning and figure out where they can exploit a defense. You know, San Francisco is really bad against the run this year, but they're not that great against the pass either. So, I expect we'll still see the ball in Drew Brees' hands a lot. Uh, but when you have those kind of options and, and you've proven that you have the patience to stick with the run, um, it feels like it's going to be hard for them not to come up with a good game plan on this one. All right. All right. Well, folks, that's Mike Triplett, ESPN.com Saints writer. Uh, check him out all the time on ESPN.com. Uh, one of my personal favorites. I can uh, personally call him a friend, and I all, and I also happen to like his work, so maybe I'm biased. Hey. I, don't, I don't care, but uh, I'll throw a, a shameless plug out there for him because he's my guy, and I enjoy reading him, and I like him as a person. So <laughs> check him out on ESPN.com. And, Mike, we appreciate you joining us here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks a lot, John. You talk about me that way, you're going to get me on again. Exactly. That's, that's the goal <laughs> here, man. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. Okay, thanks, Mike. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win tonight with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Monday, November 14th against the Boston Celtics. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. I'm Jerry Robson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
as usual, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Black and Blue Reporter, NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, stick and stay with us each and every weekday. Uh, this is the best thing going. Of course, I'm a little bit biased, but, um, you know, we enjoy having you. We try to give you as much Saints and Pelicans news as possible. Uh, we'd like to be on the inside of things and hopefully share some information with you that you otherwise might not be able to gather. So, again, we appreciate you joining us here on the Black and Blue Report. Continue to stick and stay with us here, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.